What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Drinks with Drea. I am your host, Miss Drea, and I hope you guys are having a wonderful Friday. So this show is going to be a combination of me giving you guys my thoughts on specific matters, but also the Motivational Friday series. So I didn't get a chance to do it this morning, but I'm going to include all of that Um in this episode. So stay tuned at the end of the show for Motivational Friday. Um, So one of the topics that I wanted to talk about today is um, toxicity when it comes to parenting and specifically in the black community. So a couple things happened this week. Um, That's that's making me want to talk about these things. One, um, I read a meme And it said, black parents really are toxic AF. Um, Just some of the things that we as black parents are almost programmed to say. And when I say programmed, I say that because you may have heard your mother tell you this your entire life, whose mother told them their entire life, whose mother told them their entire life. And a lot of times we believe a lot of this type of stuff comes from, you know, the slavery mindset. There's just this idea that you have to control your children, not so much raise them, not so much nurture them, not so much shape them, but control them. And if you go back to the slavery days, that was exactly what the masters or the plantation owners wanted to do. They didn't want to shape and mold their slaves. They wanted to control them to do what it was that they wanted them to do. Um, But some of the toxic things that we say um, are, you know, things like, I brought you into this world, I'll take you out. You know what I mean? Or, you know, you better stop crying before I give you something to cry about. Instead of stopping to say, hey, what is wrong with you? Let's further explore this. Or even, you know, consider therapy. We're ready to, you know, attack them in a way to say, you're doing this for no reason, but there's always an underlying reason. And before I go on, I want to make it clear. I'm not judging anyone because I myself have done a lot of these things. And I had to make a conscious decision um, for myself. And, And a lot of this actually came from the workplace because I noticed just in working with different people, I noticed a, a different level of um, just being able to speak up for yourself, being able to communicate effectively. It was just a difference between um, some of the people, some of the black people I worked with versus some of the others. And, you know, it was just more, they would either um, react in violence as far as getting the attitude, storming off, going off, just not really dealing with the issue, but just kind of using anger to handle the issue. Or you have the ones who shut down, don't want to say anything, just want to, you know, wait till you walk away. And then they have a lot to say because they don't know how to deal with conflict. And I realized that one of the biggest differences, and that's in comparison to maybe someone else who, you know, if they have a conflict, they want to know, well, what did I do wrong? Why am I being chastised? Why did this happen to me? Why wasn't anyone else being held accountable? How can we work through this? You know, it's a different way of communication. And obviously, you know, no group is a monolith. You're going to see 
um, you know, variances in each group. But that's just something that I noticed when it came to some of my black team members. The way that they responded to conflict was either silence or violence versus their uh, counterparts who were more communicative, who wanted to talk through it. Well, what am I doing wrong? What can I do um, to improve it? And, and just knowing coming from a black community, I know this is how we are all, most of us are raised. You know what I mean? And I see this generation of parents doing things differently because we're the more we're educated about things, and the more information we have, the more we realize how toxic this really is. And again, it's not about pointing fingers. It's really just about opening up the dialogue to really challenge parents. Because we as parents, you know, when you think about something, if your spouse hits you, it's domestic violence. It's, it's not a sign. No one has ever said to themselves... Well, I mean, I guess people have said it, but I mean, they kind of evolved from this thinking. But if you're not in in an abusive situation, if your partner hits you, that's not a sign of love. And the majority of people are going to see it for what it is. It's an attack. It's violence. It's a sign of control. It's abuse. And you want to get out of that situation. We don't want to be as women in a situation where we're being hit or talked down to, or mistreated, or abused, but we're a-okay with providing that type of environment for our children, and it's like if you have this conversation with with people, and and sometimes it's not even worthwhile to have the conversation, because some people are so hell-bent on how they believe that they don't want to entertain anything different, and I feel bad for that, because I feel like if you really think about it, just look at it from the perspective of treat others how you want to be treated. You don't want any time that you want to express yourself about something that you're being threatened with a belt. You think I'm playing with you? You think I'm playing with you? You think I won't hit you? You know, these are threats that parents give their children. And this doesn't mean that they don't love their children. This is literally a programming. This is literally a program. And I say it almost robotically. Don't make me go get my belt. Now, nine times out of 10, I'm not getting up to get a belt. And even if I do get the belt, no one's getting hit. But it's it's just a programmed response. A kid does something you don't like, you want to proclaim, I am the mother, you are the child, stay in your place. And again, we're programmed in this way and it really truly is a toxic way of raising our children. And I understand how it feels when you have a child speaking to you in a way that you don't like. Because in in a way, you almost want to exert your power and say, no, I'm the parent. You're not going to talk to me that way. But think about that child as they grow up and become an adult. They're going to have to be able to express themselves. And even if you don't like the things that they're saying, we have to find a way to correct them and make sure that they're being respectful without resulting to violence. We would, if you're in a situation with a spouse who talks down on you and who abuses you, you're going to get out of that situation. You're going to realize that it's toxic. Why don't we see the same thing when it comes to our children? One of the main um, things that people circulate in our community is spare the rise for the child. Spare the rise for the child. Spare the rise for the child. I Okay, I get it. You want to exert some type of discipline with your children. But why does it have to be physical violence? Why does it have to be you literally hitting your child in the face? 
Do you know how disrespectful it is to hit someone in their face, let alone your child? This this is what they present to the world. And you uh, striking them in their face is damaging the one thing that the entire world gets to see. Everybody doesn't get to see what's underneath their clothes, but anybody who encounters them for the most part is going to see their face. And the person who's supposed to love them the most, care about them the most, is literally striking them in the place that's going to put them to shame. We really have to start deprogramming ourselves in this way. Um, One of the videos that came out this week, and I don't know how old this video is, it just happened to come across um, my Facebook feed this week. And it was a young girl, and she was was an adult, I believe she was about 21 years old. Um, And I'm assuming she still lived at home with her mom. And she had one of those mothers that really fit the bill of just a toxic parent. I mean, this woman was just accusing her daughter. First, she was calling her everything under the sun, you know, every B-H word she could think of. Um, Just really talking down on her daughter, accusing her daughter of wanting her man. And the daughter, you can clearly tell that she was hurt. Like, you can clearly tell that this is not something that's new. You can tell that she's been doing, and she even said it in a video, I've been dealing with this type of mess since I was seven. And you guys wonder why a lot of us are damaged and broken. It's because we got toxic parents like this. And I agree with that. But the piece that's missing is that it's more than likely that that mother went through the same type of toxic behavior from her mother who had the same thing from her mother and her. It's, these are generational curses. This is generational curses from one generation to the next, the same disturbing toxic behavior and then we look and we wonder why we're dealing with people who still support r kelly we wonder why we're still dealing with people who would literally blame a child for being abused it was another video not too long ago where a little girl recorded she didn't show her mother's face or her face but she just recorded an interaction with her mom where she said mom your boyfriend was in my room last night and the mother was so upset with the daughters if she had did something wrong and I just don't understand this type of a response your daughter is telling you that your man is is coming into her bedroom at night and your response is well what did you do What did you do? Why does he think that that's okay? What type of toxic, like we really, and again, it's not just about, it's not about passing judgment. It's really just about us being self-aware that this really is a problem. And if you're dealing with this, you have to check yourself and say to yourself, where does this behavior come from? And you got to start the healing process for yourself. But once I started to really see, just even in my work experience, the difference in people based on what I believe to be the difference in parenting styles. One parent says, "Let me. I'm going to allow you to express yourself, even if it's at the expense of my comfort. Versus the other parents saying, if you embarrass me, I'm going to attack you. Well, that child who who is always being silenced never learns how to speak up. Then we wonder why we see so much violence in our community. We wonder why we see so many of our young girls subject to abuse. If you're constantly threatening your child to get the belt, what makes you think they're going to have the strength to fight off a grown man who's trying to attack them? 
What makes you think they're going to be comfortable talking to you and telling you what's going on when every time you they say something you don't like, you're threatening to hit them? A lot of the problems that we have, we are causing for ourselves. So I'm not going to go with a blanket statement and say that all black parents are toxic because we know that that's not true. But I want to challenge all of the black parents because I know this is big in our community. It's we are a firm believers as a community in whooping our children. Like that's the normal, natural response. You do something out of line, I'm going to whoop you. But I really want to challenge everyone to think about what do you think they did to us when we were on those plantations and we didn't do what they wanted us to do? Did they talk to us? Did they put us in timeout or did they beat us? And why did they beat us? It's about control. Do you want to control your children or do you want to shape, mold, and raise them to be productive members of society? It's really up to you how they're going to turn out. A lot of us train our children to be obedient. That's why so many of us are in lower level positions. And that even goes into the wage gap discrepancy. It's hard to move up the corporate ladder if you don't know how to communicate. If you don't know how, if you're fearful of authority, if you're fearful to speak your mind, if your whole childhood you've been told to be quiet or you've had some type of abuse because you spoke out of term, it's going to be pretty difficult when you're in these corporate situations to raise your voice. A lot of people overcome, overcome it, but a lot of people don't. So again, it's not about pointing blame. It's not about placing judgment. I'm not criticizing any parent who chooses to spank their children. I know I, for myself, I made a conscious decision to discipline my children in other ways, like taking things away or having conversations with them or, you know, having them um, just do things a little bit different instead of the normal, let me grab my belt. Now, don't get me wrong. There are moments where, hey, you you get into your, I'm so frustrated and I'm trying to, to, to deal with this a different way, but you're really trying my patience. And you have to be able to have that conversation with as well with your children. But just to attack them, just to silence them, stay in the child's place. Don't get me wrong. There are conversations that children should not be a part of. But you don't always have to silence your children. In fact, sometimes when your children speak on matters that aren't necessarily children items, a lot of times they're speaking facts. And it's okay to listen to them. It's okay to hear their side of things because they have more wisdom than you think. So I'm a work in progress. I'm not in any way uh, passing judgment. But I do want to challenge everyone who listens to my podcast. If you are a, a black parent or any parent that that uses physical violence as a way um, to discipline your children, I really just want you to think about, you know, where does that even come from? And what would be the harm in allowing your child to express themselves? I just challenge you to allow them to express themselves. Create open lines of communication where they can tell you any and everything. Um, because that's that to me is going to help shape them and mold them to be productive in this society. So um, again, this is Drinks with Drea. And normally I kick off every show with what I'm drinking. But today I just really had to to dig right into that because that was really pressing on my mind. But again, it is Drinks with Drea. So you know I have a cocktail. So tonight I am sipping on uh, Jack Daniels Honey. 
And normally I would put, you know, lemonade or Sprite in there, but this time I just cut up some lemon, squeeze some and, and put the whole rind in there and just, that's what I'm drinking. And it's really good if you, um, like a sweet drink, you know, everybody, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I just have, um, a cup filled with ice because, you know, I like it nice and cold, um, with a few slices of lemon and two ounces of honey jack. I don't have a name for it. It's just what I'm sipping on today. So on to a little bit of shenanigans. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about um, Jordan Woods and Chloe uh, Kardashian. And, you know, I'm not going to go the way that I see a lot of people on the blog sites going where it's like, oh, well, this is karma. Because it's not to me about karma. For me, um, one of the things that Chloe said, and I believe it was today because this is when um, the interview, the Red Table Talk interview with Jordan Woods came out. And she called Jordan a liar and basically implied that uh, Jordan ruined her family. But if you can recall, um, when she was almost nine months or if she wasn't nine months already pregnant Tristan was caught with not one not two but three different women in the same time frame while your quote-unquote woman is nurturing a baby in the womb so that to me was what broke the family but, you know, his behavior has not improved. The baby isn't even one years old yet. And he's constantly being linked to some type of infidelity. Um, it doesn't even seem like there's a genuine chemistry and connection. And I think that, you know, Chloe is seeking love. You know what I mean? She was married to Lamar Odom. She was um, linked to James Harden in French Montana. And, you know, she's looking for that, that forever. But she may realize that the NBA is probably not the best place to find your forever. I mean, the NBA rappers, uh, football, like all of these different type of people have reputations for doing exactly what Tristan did to her. Um, but for some reason, maybe because she thinks she's, you know, I'm a Kardashian, I guess that means something. Um, she thought she was exempt from what they deal with. And, you know, not to say that every person in those fields do that, but more likely than not, you're more likely to get that. Not only that, she's like 34 and he's 27. And just a man that works at Walmart in some cases isn't mature enough um, to be faithful and committed in a relationship. So, you know, she just has, you know, a lot to learn from that perspective, but, um, you can never blame anyone outside of the home for breaking the home. You don't live in this home. You don't have roots in this home. You didn't contribute to this home. So you do not have the capacity to wreck this home. The only way that someone, that the the home can be wrecked is if there's a crack in the foundation. And the foundation is built by that man and that woman or those two people, whatever, you know, gender it is. But the people who are in that home, the people who built that home, they're the only ones that can wreck that home. Now, once the home is wrecked, 
then there that you know one of the parties may step outside and have people who may help the foundation to crack and crumble but they certainly do not make that initial wreck it's when two people agree to say hey this is us and we're committing to each other and one of those individuals or both of those individuals in some cases decide, you know what, this ain't working for me, but I'm not going to cut it off. I'm just going to start something new. So you got to give the proper credit to where it, where it belongs. And if the relationship is between you and your spouse, that's who you need to direct your energy to. Now, with Jordan being the best friend of her younger sister... You know, I get how, you know, that's definitely problematic. And even on the Red Table Talk, she admitted to sitting on the arm of the chair, kind of draping her legs over him, realizing how wrong that was, realizing that she spent the night in his house, um, realizing that he kissed her and she didn't speak up on it. I 100% believe everything that she said because, one, she's young. She's 21 years old. And I think a lot of women have been in situations, whether they care to admit it or not, where something may have happened. It may be something brief, you know, to her, you know, like a quick quick kiss or something that just unwarranted. You didn't really want it, but you didn't know how to respond. Like literally there's a woman right now accusing Donald Trump of doing the exact same thing. It's in a moment, it's brief, it's quick. You're not really thinking and bam, someone plants a kiss on your lips. It's literally things that happen like that <clears throat> and a lot of times unfortunately people don't know how to deal with this so they just act like you know what I'm just going to let that didn't even happen because I don't even know where that came from you know what I mean so I get how that can happen and I 100% believe you know what she's saying I don't see a reason why she would misrepresent that especially since Tristan can come out and say something different um, which we know he's not. He doesn't even care. Like, think about, you know, some of the people like a Jay-Z or a, a Offset who really put themselves, even DJ Envy, they put themselves on the line. Charlamagne the guy, they put themselves on the line to proclaim their love and to, and to let the world know, since I embarrassed my girl in public, I'm going to apologize in public. Tristan has yet to say anything in public in regards to what he's done to, to Chloe because he doesn't care. He don't care. He plays on her weakness. He knows she's going to run right back. And that's just what it is. And so, you know, it's just a game. And then for her to jump in and say, you know, well, that's the father of my child. Okay, well, this was the girl that you called your sister. So you're okay with throwing her away but not him? They're both equally responsible. And, you know, Chloe is of a mature age. This is a young girl who's just getting into drinking heavy, who's just getting into parties. Seems like she might be going down the wrong direction. And you can't tell me, you know, stories out there where her and her sister have the same person that they've interacted with. (coughs) Oh, sorry. So... You can't act like you haven't done anything at 2021 20, <coughs> up to 25 that just wasn't smart. You know what I mean? Or just was vulnerable or was a, a weak moment for yourself. She's had plenty of them um, played out in a public forum. So she can't act so brand new. And then I, I, I'm just not for any Kardashian, first of all. They built their fame and popularity on black culture, 100%. From who they date, to how they look, 
to what they try to sell to the world. They're pump. They're you know they're they're like the the younger sister. She's a billionaire based on uh, making lips more fuller. We've always had full lips. So they're literally they've literally been exploiting the black community um, for their entire career. You don't get you don't get a chance to destroy a, a young black girl. I'm not for that at all. So Chloe can go sit herself somewhere in the corner because I'm not for you thinking you're going to destroy this young black girl. At the end of the day, she's young. She's vulnerable. She's missing a father figure in her life. She's new to this Hollywood life. You're not going to destroy her. You're not going to destroy her. Not for a time, not for a timeline or a storyline, whatever you call it. None of that. You need to go sit down. You keep picking the wrong men because you have issues within yourself that you have yet to address. Go fix that. Leave that damn girl alone. Leave that girl alone. She's young and she's growing and she's learning. She owned up 100% to the fact that everything she did leading up to that moment was suggestive. It was very suggestive and she shouldn't have have put herself in that situation. She owned it 100%. If Kylie was any type of friend to her, Kylie should remain a friend to her. If Chloe ever truly saw her as a sister, then she should continue to see her as a sister and hold her accountable the same way she would a sister. Because if Kylie would have did it, you're not going to cut Kylie off. That's your sister. You're going to forgive her over time and you're just going to be cautious who you let around her. You're going to set boundaries for her. If that girl was ever your sister and in any capacity, you're going to learn and you will forgive her. She at least embarrassed you in public and apologized in public. Meanwhile, Tristan is still quiet and hasn't even acknowledged that he even loves you on a public forum. He embarrassed you in public, but he can't even acknowledge that he loves you in public. Girl, if you don't wake up and I'm tired of this narrative that they are America's family, child, we need to move on to the next thing. I don't understand how the Kardashians are even still a thing. They've been on TV for too long. It's time to move on. Now, I'm not a hater of anybody, but give me a break. Leave that girl alone. She's young. She's impressionable. She got a lot of growing to do. She's going to get there. Dump the boyfriend, forgive the girl, and move the hell off. That's just my two cents. Y'all let me know how you feel about it. I'm just not for, you know, you're not going to exploit our culture and then destroy a young black girl in your path. You're just not. You're just not. Y'all need to sit down. It's not right. It's not fair. She's young. She has a lot of growing to do. You had your opportunity to grow, and she needs her opportunity to grow as well. So just a quick reminder. Again, I am sipping on uh, Jack Daniels honey with a few slices of lemon um, with a cup full of ice. So feel free to pour up. Um, I'm actually about to wrap this up, but I did want to go ahead and wrap it up with one of my motivational quotes because again, it is Friday. So motivational Friday, I got to get the, that, those words of encouragement out there. And I want you guys to, uh, first let's wish my daughter a happy birthday. It is March 1st. It is her birthday. So happy birthday to my sweet Michaela. It's not her name, but that's what we call her. Um, but also I, I have a good feeling about today. I feel like this was a good day. Um, despite all of the drama and mess that's been going on in the world, it just felt like a, a new beginning. Cause like I said, Black History Month been cutting up. It's just been cutting up and I'm just happy to be in another month. 
And then to have my baby's birthday on the first day of the next month, I'm elated. I feel so good about this month. I feel so good about what's to come in my life and in your life as well. Whatever those things, those answers that you're waiting on, I know that it's going to come to fruition for you. So the quote for today is, what's on your mind become becomes what's in your life. So think the thoughts you want to see. Let me say that again. What's on your mind becomes what's in your life. So think the thoughts you want to see. This is so powerful because it speaks to our mindset. And I know that people hear this all the time. You hear it all the time. Stop thinking negative. Stop putting speaking negative thoughts. Only speak positive thoughts. Only think about the good. Don't focus on the negative. We've all, think of the glasses half full, not half empty. We've all heard these things. And I kid you not, from a person who's very optimistic, I'm always looking for the silver lining. I'm always thinking of the glasses half full. I'm always seeing the positive in every situation. No matter how crazy the situation is, I'm going to find that little gem of positivity because that's just innately who I am. And what comes with this is just a great peace of mind. And peace of mind to me is priceless. I see people on a daily basis in a constant state of struggle because they do not have peace of mind. And when I see these words, what's on your mind becomes what's in your life. When you're constantly thinking negative, when you're constantly speaking negative, I'll never get that job. I'll never get that man. I'll never get that house. I'll never get that car. Guess what? You're never going to get any of those things. If you're a person who listens to people who are successful, reads books, read books about success, literally they're all saying the same thing. Believe in yourself. Speak it into, into light. Speak it into the universe. Speak it into the, to the atmosphere. Even if you go to church, they're all telling you the same thing over and over. Be positive. You give life to what you speak. You give life to what you think. You give life to what you believe. It is very toxic to think negatively. Because that negativity is going to exude in your life. So if you want to see positive outcomes, if you want to change the trajectory of your life, start thinking positive now. Start visualizing what your future looks like. In my future, I see health. In my future, I see wealth. In my future, I see peace. When I, In my future, I see abundance. In my future, I see prosperity. In my future, I see a bigger family, a stronger, tighter-knit family. These are things that I'm, I'm manifesting in my life. You need to manifest the life that you want, even if you don't think it possible today. That's not your, it's not your job to start dissecting how you're going to get there. Don't even think about how you're going to get there. Just believe it. Just believe it. And when it comes, prepare yourself to receive it. That's, you know, my motivational quote for the day. That's my thoughts for the day. I hope you guys stay encouraged. I hope you guys stay motivated. Again, this is the year of excellence, black excellence, which means black excellence. <laughs> so stay encouraged, stay on the right path, enjoy your cocktail or your water or your juice or whatever it is that you enjoy and have a wonderful weekend. And I will talk to you guys soon.